Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Well, peace be unto you all. I thank God for blessing us to see another day, another Mother's Day. God has truly been good to us. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. God is amazing. Let us all see. Let all your children still be here. They may not all be in church, but they're still alive. And so as long as we pray, God can do something. God can do anything. Our children may not be here today, but that does not mean prayer can cease. We need to pray without ceasing for our children. I remember when they were going to go to battle that uh, they said, let us fight for our land, for our God, and for our little ones. Sometimes it is a fight. You have to just fight for your children. I, I, I know I was one of them that didn't always bring my mom and dad the greatest days of their lives. You know, I almost made mom lose her mind when I first got locked up. So it's, but it's a fight. They never stopped praying. They never stopped praying. They didn't enable me in what I was doing. They didn't pat me on the back and say, it's okay. God loves you anyway. They told me what you're doing is wrong and you will end up in hell. And we tell you because we love you and we want you to change. And so they didn't enable me. They didn't say I was okay, but they never stopped praying. But she told me, and she was right. She cannot strengthen the hands of the evildoer, then she would have been going against God. That's a kind of mother's love, is they love unconditional, but they don't let go of where they got their love from, and that is from God. So when we hold on to God, we don't disappoint him in any kind of way, and we pray for our children. And then they will come through. So everyone that such as should be saved will be saved. We can't give up the fight. Today's lesson is Everybody touched on my lesson. It was very, very fascinating. So today's lesson is, is titled, Cleanse Your Way. You know, when we get baptized, God washes us from all of our filthiness. He takes away everything. He, it's a brand new life. It's not an old life that has been cleaned. It's a brand new life. It's he said, behold, all things are new. Nothing is old. Everything is brand new. Your life is clean. Your slate is clean. Everything's new. You can use it. You can fill it what you choose to fill it with. You could either let this vessel be filled with the Holy Ghost, or you can let this clean vessel be filled with the worldly things. That is our choice, to fill it with what we want to fill it with. But when we fill it with Jesus, 
nothing goes back to the same. We're going to be covering Psalms 119, 1 through 16. I'll read that. Proverbs 16, 3. Mark 12, 29 through 31. James 1, 19 through 27. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 24. And 1 Peter 1, 22 through 25. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, Lord, for these precious moments. My Father, as we are gathered here to eat of the bread of life and to drink of that living water, you said, ask and it shall be given. And my Father, you said, whosoever will let him come and drink freely. My God, we are asking that you pour out your spirit upon us and you give us wisdom and understanding to understand your word, to know what it is that you are telling us God let this seed be planted upon good ground and let us bring forth a hundredfold in Jesus name we pray amen so as we were talking on was everyone was talking on Friday everybody touched a little bit about cleaning yourselves up about keeping clean now when God cleans you everything is washed everything is pure but then you have to stay unspotted from the world uh, one of them was talking about China and when the glass is clean and washed and it's presented on a very special day for a very special occasion that glass gets used but it needs to be washed and washed every time it is used every time we are in the world every day we need to pray for forgiveness because we make mistakes throughout the day we need to keep ourselves clean the bible says come out from among them and be ye separate he says touch not taste not handle not he's giving us instructions how to stay clean how to stay with what he gave us and so we have a couple of scriptures that are going to tell us what we should and should not do actually it's a commandment of what we need to do and what we don't need to do and then we're going to find out how all of this is possible because God's not going to tell us to do something that we can't do and yet it is impossible for us to be good on our own it's not going to happen we cannot be good if we don't have Jesus he's the only one that can lead us the only one that guides us the only one that can keep us from the filthiness of this world and we will see how later on how a lot of this stuff works. We're going to Proverbs 16.3. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord. No matter where we are, we're at work, we're at school, we're at the store, we're in church. It doesn't matter if we're at the playground, at a soccer game, whatever we are at, whatever we do, do it as unto the Lord for the glory and the honor of God. That is one way to tell if what we're going to do is a sin or not a sin. Because for instance, if I go out there and I say, well, tonight I want to go hit the club, is that for the glory and the honor of God? It's not. So we should not be in the club. Well, tonight I just want to go and get drunk. Is that for the honor and the glory of God or not? 
if the answer is it's not for the honor and the glory of God, then we need to not do it. Oh, I'm going to be angry, and I, I like that because anger is a choice, and you choose to be angry when something happens. It can catch you off guard, and you get upset, but then you have the choice to either stay angry or to give thanks. Which one of those things are going to give God glory and honor? So we, these are a lot of choices that we have throughout the day. I mean, it happens sometimes by the minute of the day things happen. And we have that choice to choose what are we going to do for the honor and the glory of God or are we going to do it for the honor and the glory of the flesh? We're going to Mark 12, 29 through 31. And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So now we know the only way that we are possibly going to stay clean and in the will of God is through love. It's not going to happen any other kind of way but through love. The children of Israel, they tried to keep the commandments. They did the sacrifices. But because they did not have love in their hearts, the kind of love that God wanted, it was impossible for them to do all the commandments. Now, if you love, you can keep all the commandments. You're not going to steal. You're not going to kill. You're not. You're going to do violence to no man. You're not going to shed any blood. You're not going to uh, talk bad about somebody. You're not going to curse somebody out. You because you love that person. So when we love God, that's how we show God that we love Him is by keeping His commandments. So when we love, that's one way to stay clean is through love. Because if you don't love God, then you're not going to regard his commandments. You're really not going to care. But when you love him, you want to stay in his will. That's one way to start to stay clean. And the only way is through love. We're going to James 1, 19 through 27. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. See, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We're not supposed to be spotted by the world. And what spotted by the world means is to be entertained by the things of the world, to be satisfied with what the world has to offer. To desire something that is not of God is to be spotted by the world. And we're not supposed to be spotted by the world. We're supposed to be undefiled. We're supposed to 
keep ourselves clean. We're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be a peculiar people. A holy priesthood is what we're supposed to do. And you cannot do none of that outside of love. Our parents wouldn't have stuck with us this long if they had not loved us. But because they loved us, they stuck with us. Because God loves us, he sticks with us. But then we need to show him in return that we love him too. It's a bad feeling when somebody will say I love, or when you will tell somebody I love you, and they won't even bother to say I love you too. And it's a worse feeling when somebody says I love you and does anything to hurt you or stab you in the back. But when Jesus said he loved us, he meant it. He gave his life for us. He did everything for our own good. He wasn't worried about himself. He didn't do anything for himself. He did it for us. So then when we in return say, Jesus, I love you too. How do we show him that we love him? By keeping his commandments. That is the way to say, Jesus, I love you too. Is by keeping his commandments and loving one another. We're going to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God and pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringeth into captivity every thought to obedience of Christ. See, even the thoughts, the imaginations that the devil tries to feed you, it's the grass is greener on the other side. Look at all those people having so much fun. You're missing out on all of this. All of those thoughts and all of those imaginations, we need to take them and put them in captivity. We cannot let any thought exalt itself above the knowledge of God. We can't. We have to get these thoughts and put them under subjection. We have to make sure that when we think and we ponder, it is about God. It's not about these things of the world. We're going to 2 Timothy 2, 19-24. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and... Let every man, everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from inequity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold, of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the masters. Used and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, and follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patience. Now, these are a lot of things that God is telling us what we need to do. These are things that God is saying you have to do these. But how? It is impossible for us to do any of this on our own. And we know that love, but how do we love? How do we get into that 
loving God so much until none, nothing will change us, until this is all we think about. How do we get into this? How do we give ourselves to this? How do we purify ourselves? Well, it's very nicely said in, in Psalms 119, verse 9. It says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? In other words, how does a person cleanse his way? The word cleanse means clarify. How can we clarify what we are doing? How can we make sure that what we are doing is pure, is holy, is right? It means to examine. How can we examine ourselves? How can we examine the things that we are doing? It means to be clean. How can we clean ourselves? It means to purge out. How can we purge out what we're not supposed to have? It means to be pure. How do we do that? It means to have clarity of what's going on. Sometimes people will say, well, the Lord told me this. And another person will say, well, the Lord told me this. And it's, it's contradicting to each other. But yet both parties say that the Lord said this. How are we supposed to know which one the Lord really said? How are we supposed to have clarity? How are we supposed to have understanding? It also means innocent. How are we supposed to remain innocent? It also means unadulterated. And unadulterated means not mixed or diluted with any other substance, material, or element. So we're not supposed to mix the life of Christ with the life of the world. We're not supposed to mix Christianity with the world. We're not supposed to read the Word of God and love it and hold on to part of it but not use the other part. We're not supposed to mix or mingle with anything that is not of God. But how do we do this? How is it possible for us to do what God is asking us to do? We read a little farther down. And it tells us how. It says, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Do you know what the word heed means? The word heed means to hedge about as with thorns. When you read the word of God and you get his promises and you see his commandments and you, you learn them, you hedge about what you have. You don't let the devil come in to steal, to kill, or to destroy. You don't let the devil take what God has given you. You get the word of God and you protect it with everything that you have. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is like a good jewel. That when somebody finds, they sell everything that they have to buy that piece of land. It's the same thing in the Christian walk with God. We need to deny our flesh all the way to hold on to what God has given us. This is the way we will be able to discern right from wrong. This is the way we will be able to walk in love. This is the way we'll be able to walk in the liberty of the Spirit of God is when we get what God has given us and hold on to it. 
We hedge about it as with thorns. It says to guard it. We protect it with everything that we have, but also means to tend to. When you have a garden and you don't tend to that garden, it will get, it will get overran with weeds. Your fruit won't be as good. But when you have a garden and you tend to that garden, you keep the weeds out. You pull away everything that God doesn't want in there. Every time you have a thought, you rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You put it into captivity. You weed out that garden. You tend to what God has given you. You'll start bringing forth fruit. You will be able to, to cleanse your way. This is how we cleanse our way is by paying attention to what God says. It also says to observe. Don't just be carried away by any wind of doctrine. Observe it. Look at it. See what it's really about. Don't just read something. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to run with it. Don't do that. Ask God to give you wisdom and understanding. Ask God to lead you and to guide you into whatever you think you want to believe. It means to wait. Wait doesn't only mean to sit still. Wait also means to be actively doing something, preparing for what God has for you. So when you begin to meditate and you read and you fast and you pray, you are waiting on the Lord. You are actively preparing for what God has for you. That's how you can cleanse your way. That's how you keep yourself clean and unspotted is by waiting on the Lord he said yea let none that wait on thee be ashamed if you wait on the Lord you're not going to be ashamed you're going to have what you you will reap in due time if you faint not your children will be saved either drawn or driven because the word of God will either draw somebody or drive somebody there is no in between but your children will make a decision one way or another. Something's going to happen, but everyone will have a chance to serve the Lord. Everyone will, and everyone does. So when we take heed to the word of God and we pay attention to what he is saying and we care for it and we beware. He said that the, I believe it's a slothful or foolish man. One of those say, oh, there's a lion in the street or the lazy. Uh, there's this trouble over there. I'm not going to even bother to move. You can't obtain what God has for you if you're lazy. Wait, you are actively preparing. There's a lion in the street. How can I either defeat him, go around him, or go through him? But I have to get what God has given me. The children of Israel had to fight for everything that God gave them. You have to fight. You have to actively prepare your heart to seek the Lord. What did it say about Daniel? He set his heart to seek the Lord. To find out wisdom by books and by fasting and supplication. He set his mind to do something for the Lord. And he got what he asked for. That's what we have to do. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed unto the word of God. It also means to be circumspect, to look narrow. What did Jesus say? He said, narrow is the way or the gate and straight is the way or vice versa. So we have to look narrowly. We can't be looking all around. Why? Because when you look too much, you can see too many problems. 
There is nothing good outside of the will of God. And so when you begin to look, then you'll start seeing what your children are going through. You'll start seeing what you're going through. The waves will look even bigger than what they were. The wind feels a lot stronger. But if you look narrowly and just keep your eyes on Jesus, uh, all of the problems won't be that bad. You can walk on anything if you keep your eyes on Jesus. So how does a man cleanse his way? Is by keeping his eyes on God. Don't lose focus. Don't lose focus. Don't lose your grip. I remember when they were going to kick us out of the house on Chester Way, I told Mommy and Daddy, I said, I am going to put on my grippy shoes. They're not kicking us out of this house. I meant that with all of my little heart. That I, they were going to have to fight to kick us out. You know, I left and they never did kick us out of that house. Jesus knew it was physically impossible for me me to wear that grippy of shoes that they were not going to drag me out of the house but spiritually speaking they didn't move us I was well grown and old and gone out of the house before that house left because I had grippy shoes I believed that what we prayed for we would get you have to believe if you don't believe it's not going to happen for you it's not going to work for you when we go to God, we must believe that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. So no matter what we're praying for, if we diligently seek him and we believe, we will get it. How shall a man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word of God. Paying attention, believing, hoping, because hope maketh not ashamed. It says... To have sight. The Bible says without a vision the people perish. You have to have sight of what God is trying to do for you. You have to have sight of what you're looking for. How did Jesus endure the cross? He looked to the end. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. If we can't see that even Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the apostles, all the disciples, they didn't even get the promised land. They were tortured. They were sawn asunder. They were in sheepskins and in dens and didn't have food. And, and they never got the promise that God promised them, not the land, because they looked for a better resurrection. They looked for a different land, a land whose maker was God, a country that would never end. So they didn't look at the promise of this earth. They looked at the promise of heaven, eternity, life eternal. If we set our goals on this earth, well, God, you promised me houses that I didn't build and vineyards that I didn't plant. And we have our focus down here where your treasure is, there where your heart be also. But if we say, Lord, you promised me houses that I didn't build. And in my father's house are many mansions. I want one of those mansions. And we keep our focus on heaven. We keep our focus on Jesus Christ. Then guess what? We're going to act down here like we are ready and wanting that promise that he has for us. If we keep our attention on Jesus our affections on things above and not on things of the earth, we will be able to keep our way clean. We will be able to stay unspotted from the world. The Bible says to be sure. To heed means to be sure. 
If you're unsure, then you're unstable. And if you're unstable, then you're not going to make it because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Somebody the other day was talking about a ship and it made me smile because a ship has to have a sail. If a ship does not have a sail, it will just go wherever the wind, whichever direction the wind is blowing, that it'll go there. But when a ship has a sail, what does that sail do? That sail gets direction. When they host up that sail, it gets direction and it forces the ship to go where it's supposed to go. If you don't have the direction of God, you're like a ship without a sail, you are tossed with the waves of the sea. You have to have direction. You have to have direction. You have to be sure of what you're doing. Otherwise, you'll be confused. You'll be lost. You won't make it. How will a man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word of God. To the pattern shown us in the mountain. Don't, don't veer off. If Moses would have came out of that mountain with the pattern that he had to build the tabernacle, the ark of the covenant, the show table, the, the spoons, the candle, everything. He came out of the mountain with this pattern that was God drew out for him and gave him this pattern. If he would have came down and didn't follow the pattern, there wouldn't have been nothing that God had told him to make. You have to follow the pattern. Follow it even if you don't understand it. Because God's going to give you an understanding if he sees you going. Abraham probably didn't understand not one thing about sacrificing his son. What is all this about? You said that in Isaac, my seed would be the promise was in Isaac. And that I would have the, like a seed like the stars of heaven. And now you want me to sacrifice him. Where's the logic in this? But the Bible says he didn't even stagger. He was sure that what God said, God would do. He was so sure that he was even saying God could even raise him up from the dead after he is sacrificed. So if you are that sure, you won't be moved. You will be like that tree that's planted by the rivers of water if you are sure of what you're doing. Don't be wavering. Don't be that ship without a sail. Don't be that vessel that is for dishonor. Be that vessel of honor. Don't be that police chief's son and think you can get away with it. Just because you got a father that, 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 that's merciful and loving and kind and I can do whatever I want because Jesus will forgive me. Don't be that guy. Don't do that. Don't let your will be done. Let God's will be done. All of those Friday was just touching on today's lesson. Who is God? Which one are you going to serve? The God of your flesh or the God of heaven and earth? I was so excited. I went back home. I said, well, they didn't help me write this whole thing out. This is nice. Stay. Whatever God gives you, it's for a reason. Every message that you have is for you. It's for a reason. It's not just random. Don't think it's random. It is for a reason. Every message. Think about every message you have ever said. And it was pertaining to you. Always. 
And it's written in the Bible. I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know word for word. But it says something kind of like what a man preaches it was not that for him. Something like that. Probably way off. But it does mean that. So what God gives you is for you and for everybody else. So hold on to it. Take heed to what God is showing you. Because for a reason. And the last one is 1 Peter 1, 22 through 25. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and to unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as a flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. So now that you have purified yourself by believing in the word of God, now we can love each other with unfeigned love. Now we can love each other with a pure heart. And we can run on. Now we can look up and say, Jesus, I love you too, when we are obedient to his word. When he wakes us up in the morning, we already know what he says is, I love you. I gave you life. Here you go. Here's another day. We can say, I love you too. When we are obedient to his word. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. If anybody needs prayer, come up. We're going to, the altar's open. You know, the Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. When we pray, we have to believe. When we have faith in God, he said, nothing is impossible. When we pray and we believe, all things are possible to them that believe. Because without faith, we are that ship without a sail. We are unstable in all of our ways. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day, my God. Thank you, oh Lord God, for being so gracious unto us. Thank you, my Father, for everyone that has come up to ask for prayer, God. My Father, we believe. Help thou our unbelief. My Father, don't let it be that we waver. Don't let it be, my God, that we are unsure. You said, wherefore will a man cleanse his way? And it's to take heed unto your word, my God. Help us to take heed. Help us to be sure about what we're doing. Help us to understand what you're trying to tell us. Help us to understand your word, my God. Help us to understand where you want us to go, my God. My Father, remember Adam in the name of Jesus. My Father, and touch him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, O oh Lord God. My Father, give him wisdom and understanding. You said a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, my God. But my Father, let the mind that is in Christ also be in him. Let him have the same mind in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, that when he goes about his day, he will be sure of who he is in Christ. He will be sure of where you're leading him. He will be sure when you speak to him. He will understand in the name of Jesus. My Father, give him clarity, O oh Lord God, in any way that you lead him, O oh Lord God. 
And my Father, remember Omar, oh Lord God. My Father, remember him in the name of Jesus. My Father, that you will let your spirit be upon him. You said that the ground shook and the spirit came to the disciples as cloven tongues and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. My Father, I thank you and I praise you, my God. Lord, bless Omar to understand everything you're trying to tell him. Bless him to hear clearly. Bless him to see openly that he will know which way to go. That he will understand the path that he's supposed to walk down. That when he reads, he will see what you're trying to say. When he prays, he will know you're listening. In the mighty name of Jesus. My Father God, remember him, O oh Lord God. My Father, you took your fingers and you put your fingers in the ears of the deaf man, O oh Lord God, and he received hearing. But my God, I'm asking that you will touch Emma's ears, O oh Lord God. Take away the pain. Heal her in the name of Jesus. Let this not be a problem anymore, O oh Lord God. Let the pain go away in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. And bless her hearing spiritually, O oh Lord God, that she will hear what you're trying to say, that she will know right from wrong, and give her the strength to choose the right, Lord. My Father, without love, you said, Behold, there are three, faith, hope, and charity, but the greatest out of all of them is charity. Give hobby love in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, the kind of godly love you have, uh, the kind of godly love you chose, uh, the kind of godly love when you were on that cross, uh, the kind of love you had when you sent your son, uh, the kind of love you told us to have. Give him love in the mighty name of Jesus. Teach him how to be the husband that you want him to be. Teach him how to be the dad you want him to be. Bless him in the mighty name of Jesus. You said without love. You are unprofitable. But my Father, with love, we can do anything. My Father, give him the love that he seeks. In Jesus' wonderful name. My Father, bless all the musicians, oh Lord God. Bless all those that sing. Bless all those that play the music for you. Touch our hands. Touch our feet. In the mighty name of Jesus, give us wisdom. You said pray skillfully. My Father, teach us how to pray skillfully, oh Lord God. Everyone, my God, that has a part in this ministry, my God, bless keep in the mighty name of Jesus. My God, my God, let your will be done in each and every one of our lives, God. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name, my God, my God, let your will be done, oh Lord God. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name, bless us, keep us, strengthen us, use us in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. My God, created all of us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Teach us how to cleanse our way. Teach us how to take heed to your word, my God. Teach us how to take heed to what you are trying to say. Teach us, my God, that we may prosper spiritually in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Yes, Lord. Lord, I thank you and I praise you thank for these you, precious Jesus. moments. Thank you, Jesus. Keep us. Jesus. Lead us. Guide us. Let every request and every petition be answered and granted unto your servants. We believe, help thou our unbelief. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you, may he keep you, may he shine his face always upon you, and may he forever keep you in mind.